Welcome to the Embodied Relationship Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Mack, and on this podcast, we talk about partnership, conscious love, intimacy, authenticity, integrity, passion, growth, union, and family, plus a whole lot more. Welcome to the Embodied Relationship Podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. This is episode number one, and I thought the best possible place to start is with communication, because it's going to dictate every other topic that I talk about on this podcast. And it's my goal to cover over a hundred different topics in the first half of a year of this podcast. And so we're going to be diving into everything from things like communication to trust, intimacy, uh, conflict resolution, respect, vulnerability, boundaries, uh, relationship goals, living relationship with satisfaction and self-awareness, all these different areas. But None of it even really matters unless we have a firm understanding of communication. Uh, I really like this form of communication where I get to share my thoughts, my teachings here with you. It's completely free. Uh, This is my gift to the world and my passion. I really love communication. I really love relationship coaching. Um, I spent many, many years. I'll, I'll, I'll start this podcast off with uh, one of my favorite ways of communication, which is storytelling. And my story goes a little something like this. I uh, grew up in somewhat of a dysfunctional family. I spent many years traveling around the world trying to find a, a place to call home. And I looked at places like Australia, New Zealand, Bali. I mean, I traveled everywhere. And all of this was to discover this sense of of home this feeling of home which is we can probably all agree a really great feeling and growing up in a dysfunctional family and in um, a pretty uh, pretty violent neighborhood um, to put it lightly I was continuously in a state of, of fight and I grew up playing ice hockey I fought a lot on the ice and I fought outside of the arena as well in street fights and, and other times that I had to, to assert my, my strength. And uh, sometimes I won, sometimes I lost. Uh, that's another story. But the essence of my growing up was I grew up in this state of constantly in fight. I always thought I had to fight for something. And then when I traveled around the world, I, I thought, oh, finally, like I can find this place to call home where, you know, my, my nervous system, my heart can, can feel settled and feel safe. And what I realized after traveling to all of these different places was home wasn't out there in the world somewhere. It was in here. It was in my body. And when I had the opportunity to let go of this constant state of fight, which is a survival state, I actually came 
to this beautiful, blissful experience of, of experiencing many different emotions, laughter and tears all at the same time. And through that, I discovered what it was like to actually feel at home, to feel safe in my body. And this is something that I, I fell in love with in that moment. I thought, this is, this is amazing. This is bliss. Like everyone's got to experience this sensation, this feeling that I'm experiencing. And so I started to try to find ways to bottle up this, this feeling. And one of the ways that I tried to, to share that with the world and pour the metaphorical bottled feeling into others cups is I started a, a different podcast called the blissful movements podcast, which this is now a rebrand of, um, when I had the other podcast, it was all about taking thought leaders and experts from all around the world and they could share tips, tricks, and life hacks on how they experienced bliss, how they could live more bliss filled lives and how the listeners could also receive that. But for me, I'm now in this place of, of uh, you know, understanding what it's like to, to feel this feeling. And when I experienced that feeling the first time, I was in a yoga studio. I was in a yoga class and I was in between yoga classes, actually. And what I realized was... You know, I, I didn't have all the answers just then. <laughs> I didn't know what exactly led me to bliss, but I had a few clues. I knew that yoga was one of these vehicles that supported me. I knew that the the community that I found in yoga studios was was full of of like really you know safe and loving people. Um, and I I decided, well, okay, I, I don't I don't fully understand this feeling, but I'm gonna follow. The, the clues that I have, follow the breadcrumbs. And I decided to become a yoga teacher and I ended up teaching yoga retreats and workshops all around the world. And then I got really deep into understanding this embodied experience much, much more. And what I understood now that I didn't then, what was happening for me when I had this blissful experience was actually that my body's nervous system was recalibrating and processing a lot of older emotions that it was buffering for a long time. It didn't feel safe to, to soften and to feel all of that because I was in a chronic state of, of fighting. But once I did feel, there's a common saying in the kind of healing world, which is you, you've got to feel it to heal it. And what I've come to understand is actually you need the right container to be able to, to feel it, to feel, feel safe to feel. And I had the right container and what I experienced was what we call a somatic experience. And there's a whole field of study called somatic experiencing, the wonderful work of Dr. Peter Levine that I highly recommend um, anyone and everyone actually check out. Uh, to some degree, Dr. Peter Levine is, is incredible. And I've got an older episode on the Blissful Movements podcast with Eddie Ohm, who is a trauma-informed bodywork expert. And I'd highly recommend listening to that podcast if anyone's interested in kind of following up on, on some of that work. However, to come back to the story, 
where I was was in this place of of finally feeling safe in my body for the first time. And that's a profound experience. And I wanted to take this feeling and I wanted to share it with the world. So I kind of made that my mission for a while. And I realized that this experience of somatic experiencing was rooted in the work of, of trauma work. And trauma is a life event that happens to us that rewires the brain and the nervous system in a particular way. And in a big way, it likely shapes a lot of our future based upon one single event. And this is kind of how I like to define trauma. And of course, we can start to unpack and renegotiate and re- understand the story of our own traumas to un undo some of that trauma. Um, and that's, that's a, another podcast, but I became obsessed with trauma because I realized that this work of, of trauma really shapes and forms the brain and the nervous system in a really big way. And studying yoga, I understood that the nervous system changes the way that we think, it changes the way that we feel, changes the way that we behave. And this is happening in every moment. Now, where it got really interesting for me is I started to realize and understand that the breath controls the nervous system. There's a beautiful saying or quote in yogic philosophy by P.K.S. Iyengar, and he says that the master of the mind is the master of his senses. Meaning he's not allowing his senses to dictate his mind. He's, he's steady in the mind. And then he goes on to say that the master of the senses is master of the breath. Because one who can control their nervous system can control their senses, can control their mind. But that starts with the breath. Now, I've done many other podcasts on breath, and I'll talk much more about that on this podcast as well. But for the essence of this story, what all I'll say about that for now is that I became obsessed. And I, really, I mean obsessed with the breath. It was the only thing that I thought about. It was, it was the number one thing that I thought about anyway, not the only thing. But what became really interesting is I realized that our traumatic events and our experiences in this world that are shaped by our traumatic events are also shaped by the changing of our breath. Meaning when an event happens that's traumatic, Maybe it's a loud noise over there. I can do one of two things as my nervous system responds to it. The first thing I could do is this. <gasps> a big gasp, right? A really full, deep inhale. And I'm really shocked by the event. And now my body has woken up to understanding loud noise might mean threat. My, my breath has sent a signal to my brain, to my nervous system to relay that information. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is a, 
loud noise might happen over there and my breath might be something like this. So scenario number two is a long, slow, controlled inhale and exhale through the nose, a much calmer reaction. So I know that the loud noise or event has happened, the stimulus has happened, but my response to that event was sending signals to my brain, to my nervous system to relay information that I am safe. And when I started to understand this, I was like, okay, this is the secret sauce. This is what took me from feeling in fight mode to bliss mode. <laughs> and I wanted to know everything about that. So I studied breath. I found a really amazing teacher who taught me lots about breath. And then I found another teacher who taught me more about breath. And I studied the neuroscience of breath. And I studied yogic philosophy because yogis, let's just face it, are much, much wiser than most scientists in many different ways in just the pure awareness. Like they figured out all the things that the neuroscientists are now finding out with all the modern technology that we have, but they did it just through pure awareness. And I think that that is a very undervalued skill. So I became obsessed with breath work and, and the nervous system and neuroscience and understanding that everything in life is actually about relationship, right? Because we can both experience that loud noise over there. And we might have two different reactions based upon how we choose to relate to that thing. And that became really powerful for me as I continued on my journey of life and started to understand that these relationships are, are really important. And particularly the relationships that we witness from ages zero to seven years old. So this is in our developing stages. Now, why this is so interesting is because oftentimes the role models that we have to witness relationships are our mom and our dad. And I, being the you know cranial sacral therapist, nervous system specialist, yoga teacher, that I was, I had all of this knowledge and all of these gifts. And so I did what any good therapist does is I went back to my parents' place and I spent 11 months with them attempting to support them and to repattern some of the relationships that were happening in that house. And it was a very enlightening and difficult time. And what I witnessed at various different times in that journey was this dysfunctional relationship between my mother and my father. And when I say that, I mean that they were married, but they were not on the same team. So they were playing on separate teams. And this happened not just in, you know, family game night on different teams. This happened in almost everything that they did. Conversations in, in you know, picking up the groceries, in cooking dinner, in planning the household together. All of these parts of life, it was like they were living together but they're working against each other. And it was the complete opposite of, of yoga, of union, right? It was, it was this 
this kind of distance between the two. And things started to click for me in that moment. And what was really beautiful is my family was so willing and wanting to work on the parts of themselves that could experience more union. And I'm really proud of my family and I'm really proud to share that my family and I have been doing family therapy for probably at least two years now, close to two years now. Yeah, close to two years. Um, anyway, a long time, and it's been off and on. That's two years over uh, over the course of maybe uh, four or five years. Um, but we've really been in this work of repatterning our family's dynamics and repatterning how we work together as a team. Because I had this one moment after about 11 months of doing family therapy together where my mom and my dad, they were talking about just doing something, some yard work or, or something mundane like that. And the other one said, yeah, I'd love to help you with that. And it was just this, it was so, so small, but it was this moment of union. It was this moment of them playing on the same team. And 11 months in therapy, I hadn't seen this. 26 or seven years of being on this planet, as a kid, I really didn't think I, I saw much of that at all. And it brought me so much emotion, again, so much joy, so much love in my heart to witness my parents be on the same team, even if it was so, so small. And I'm so proud of them. They're, they're so cute and so, uh, so willing um, to work on themselves and each other. And they've come a long way. And I'm really, really proud to, to be a part of that, of their journey of coming back into union and me being able to witness that and heal from witnessing their relational bond come back together. And all of this is to say that this is why I love to do what I do now. What I do now is I take couples, marriages that experience conflict, that are working on separate teams, that can't quite figure something out and I get them to talk to each other and I get them to experience intimacy and to remember what matters for their deepest heart's desire and I support families in coming back to union and it's the most rewarding work that I could possibly do because every time I witness it in other families I, I remember that that piece for me that moment of what it's like to see my own family come back together into a place of union, into being on the same team. And nothing brings more joy to my heart than that. So this is what I've been doing. And this is me sharing a piece of myself that you know, I don't usually get to share. And what I mean by that is, you know, what I shared is, is a deep part of my story. And what I know and what I've come to know is that by sharing deeper parts of my story, I can create deeper connection. I can create more communication in a way that is 
you know, vulnerable. I share a vulnerable piece of myself. And when I share a vulnerable piece of myself, I let you in and I give you the chance to be a part of my life. And so I want to thank you for being a part of my life. I want to thank you for tuning in to this very first episode of the Embodied Relating Podcast. And I will tune back in again tomorrow with the topic of trust, how to build trust in your relationship. Thank you kindly for being here. And I'm sending you so much love, so much truth, so much bravery in your communication. If you enjoyed the show, if you liked the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And if there's a comment that you'd like to, to share, please uh, drop it in there as well. If you want to share this to your social media platform, that would be tremendous. Feel free to tag me, Brady, B-R-A-E-D-Y dot Mac, M-A-C on Instagram and all other platforms. So much love to you and we'll speak tomorrow. Hello, you beautiful souls. Thank you for listening to the Embodied Relationship Podcast with Brady Mack. I want to introduce to you a program for those of you who are in relationship, who are potentially married or just in a longer term relationship and might be feeling stuck or uncertain or simply craving more intimacy in your long-term relationship, the program that I would love to introduce to you is my signature program, which is the Embodied Relationship Council. And this is a journey where you get to embark on opening the heart and exploring the power of mindfulness, emotional healing, as well as the science of lasting connection. And it's not just about the spark, it's about creating conscious love that evolves over time and actually thrives with more time together. And so this is a, a space for a conversation for you and your partner to come together and to experience what it's like to grow together in love and understand the warm, loving embrace of each other's souls through the joys, through the challenges, we learn how to overcome all of this through conscious love. So if you're craving a love that really feels like home, a connection that nourishes your heart, I implore you to check out Embodied Relationship Council. And let's deep dive into your soul's growth, your soul's liberation, and the magic of conscious love together. If you're interested in joining the Embodied Relationship Council, click the link in the show notes and I look forward to seeing your application come in. Peace and love, everybody.